first of all, thank you to Michael, who's the, the best mascot in college football, and to, to Alex and Haley for helping, us, helping him there. And uh, so appreciate them being here. Good afternoon. Um, it, is, it is afternoon on the East Coast, and we've got a couple of East Coast members now, so appreciate that. Um, glad to be here. And, and I'll say this at the front, appreciate what you all do as far as covering college football and, and making it one of the top um, really sports in, in that's, that's out there. So I appreciate that. I'll start with this because I'm sure I'm going to uh, asked about it. Um, upset about the media poll. Uh, definitely do not agree with that. Uh, the good thing, the positive is that the media has not been, uh, as far as predicting the Big 12, has not been very successful in recent years. So I think that's, that, uh, that bodes well for us. Um, but I'll say this in a, in a more serious note. I was sitting on the beach last week whenever uh, Mike Montoro, who's the best in the business, who's our uh, sports information director uh, for football, he, he sent me a text. And I made the mistake of looking at it. And, and from that point on, my vacation was over. So I went into football mode. And, you know, this is, this is why I disagree. And this is why, uh, first of all, it starts with belief in our staff and belief in our players. And, and then how we finish will be the next thing. We beat Oklahoma, beat Oklahoma State on the road, winning two of our last three games. Offensively, this is going to be our best group. And then we have 132 starts returning on the offensive line. 132. If that's not most in the country, it's got to be close. And within that group, we've got four former freshman All-Americans. We've got three, uh, for sure, all-conference-type players. Two of them are here today with us. Zach Frazier, who's a two-time All-American, and then Doug Nestor. Um, we have a budding superstar at running back in C.J. Donaldson. And defensively, we're going to be one of the most improved units in the Big 12, if not in the country. And we have all league-type players at each level. And those guys are here today. Sean Martin at defensive end. Lee Koba, who will be one of the leading tacklers in the conference this year at Mike Linebacker. And then Aubrey Burks uh, at safety. And all three of those guys are here. And we've added talented experience in the secondary through the transfer portal. And so, and then returning in the, on special teams, we've got our kicker and our long, our, our punter and our long snapper, who, who are both two of the better ones in our league. And so, looking forward to proving proving everybody wrong on that on that front. And uh, we won't finish there. And so, with that, I'll I'll open it up for questions. Again, if you have a question, please raise your hand. And, and when you do, when you're called on a question, stand up and state your uh, name and media affiliation. We'll go to center. Center left, second row. Hey, Neil, Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Uh, Chad Scott's been promoted to offensive coordinator. Last year, you were 50th in pace and tempo with Garrett Green, CJ Donaldson. Is there going to be a slower tempo and more running this season? Well, I think running the football is going to be the strength of our offensive team. Um, but one emphasis on that is we've got to be more explosive in our pass game. And I think that's where we got to show some growth offensively is we ran the football at times very successfully last year. What we didn't do as good a job of is taking advantage of that run game with some explosive pass plays. And so as far as tempo is we want to be able to present ourselves playing fast all the time and then let the game dictate the tempo. But we practice at a really fast pace. We're going to have the ability to go as fast as anybody in the country. But also the game and the style of game that we need to play that day will dictate how fast we play. We'll go to the far left, fourth row. 
Uh, Danny Davis, Austin American Statesman. Um, Neil, I know you just learned a lesson about reading text messages on the beach, but <laughs> what has been the reaction from your players to the poll, and does this become a rallying cry for you guys, or do you just try to ignore it? No, I, don't, I think we're past in this day and age with media information of being able to ignore anything. You know, I think your best, your best opportunity is just confront it. We had a team meeting on Tuesday where we talked about it in detail. And in, in a, probably in more colorful terms than I just did here, but a lot of the same, a lot of the same things that I said to our team, uh, I just repeated here in front of you all. And I have a strong belief. And what we spend a lot of time on is just talking about being better. Uh, we have a clear vision of what we have to improve on. You know, I think if you talk about offensively, we've got to get better efficiency-wise, especially on first down and in the red zone. Um, we've got to be more explosive, and we've got to eliminate errors. Defensively is what we've got to do better, and is we've got to limit the explosive plays. You're not going to – you're going to give up some, especially in, in the league that we play in. You're going to – we have to limit those explosive plays, and we've got to be able to create takeaways. You know, that, that was our – the, the explosive plays and the lack of takeaways last year were the biggest negative effect on us defensively. And so we've been focused on ourselves, getting ourselves better. Um, this is something that's going to increase the, the size of the chip. The chip was already there on the shoulder. It, it just increases the size. And if you have a question, please make sure to raise your hand and we'll get a microphone holder to you. Now we'll go to the far left in the middle. Ian Boyd with Inside Texas. Um, in 2021, Baylor won the league with several experienced starters in the secondary and multiple NFL draft picks. Last year at Kansas State, same story. Do you believe that that's a necessary prerequisite for winning the league now? And how do you feel about West Virginia's secondary coming into the season? Well, I think each year's um, different, right? And I think being fortunate enough to be in this league, this is going to be my ninth season, either as a coordinator or as a head coach in this league, and to see the evolution. and. You know, one of those is this used to be you just outscore everybody and you win, right? Well, I think it's changed. The, the, defensive, the level of defensive coaching, the level of defensive players, uh, the emphasis on special teams has, has definitely changed. And as that um, has changed, the style of football has changed. Um, you got to be able to defend the pass. You know, if you go back and look at us, we played really good defense for three years. In 2020, we played great defense. But we played really good defense. And what we did a good job of is we gave up some completions, but we, caught the, we kept the ball in front of us. We were able to tackle, and we didn't give up the, the home run shots. And, and so I think when you look back to whether it was Baylor or Kansas State, what they did a really good job of is limiting those uh, deep pass plays. And their secondaries both tackled at a high level. And so one of the things, after you reflect back, is we knew, we knew we needed to get some veterans. So we went out and added Montre Miller uh, from Kent State, who started double-digit games at corner, was an all-MAC player. We added Anthony Wilson, who's started over 30 games, was a three-time all-sunbelt player at Georgia Southern. We added Beanie Bishop, who played at two previous institutions with double-digit starts. And so um, the question you're asking is, do you have to play at a high level in the secondary to win this league? Yes. Do you have to have multiple draft picks? I don't, I'm not sure. Thank you, Coach. No problem. Thank you all.